Hello everybody and welcome to the Talent Managers podcast. Today we're just going to take you through a little intro of us for the first episode, Meet the Managers and then we're going to also just answer some of your questions we've got on Instagram. Yeah, so well we start off with kind of introduce yourself Emmy and who you are, tell us about you. Okay, so I am Emmy Hi everyone, (laughs) I am one of the two talent managers here at the Talent Managers podcast. I am the owner of a social media agency called The Aesthetic Collective. Eva also owns another social media agency, but she'll get into that when she introduces herself. You can probably hear my little dog in the background, I have a little sausage dog. (laughs) She's just sitting there. Um, But yeah, no, I've got a little sausage dog, I'm a talent manager full-time and social media manager. I'm 24 next week. By the time, <laughs> well, by the time you're listening yeah. to this, I'm 24. I did three degrees at uni. <laughs> you're crazy. I'm like just giving you a full like CV yeah. of uh, my entire life. Yeah, I did photography, graphic design and uh, strategic public relations and communication management. Yeah. And I'm going to hopefully, yeah. sorry, I'm to you already. Oh my God, cutting me off of that. <laughs> no, I was just going to say like, um, that's pretty much all I can think of. Yeah, I mean, I want to follow in your footsteps. I want to get that master's too. Mm. Um, Completely useless, but... <laughs> <laughs> when you're working for yourself, I mean, it's good to be able to say, you know, I've done oh, this. Yes. That's your turn now, Eva. Why don't you tell us a bit about so, yourself? I mean, I always feel so put on the spot with these kind of questions. Um, as Amy said, I'm also a talent manager and have now my own agency um What's called, called niche commercial which oh, yeah. is very new but i'm not at all new to the industry i previously worked for two other talent management social media agencies and i just thought it was about time that i started myself i have been doing this for the last two or three years but overall have kind of been in the industry for the last four years and we're not going to talk about my age so <laughs> let's move on <laughs> no i think it's so interesting that you've like technically got more formal like industry experience than me because my experience is pretty much all freelance whereas you've actually worked for legit agencies yeah I mean I think we kind of want to do a whole episode on this about kind of working for yourself and stuff but there's only so much you can do working Mm -hmm. for other people you know once you kind of get that experience as great as it is I think you've kind of got to take the plunge and work for yourself and oh for sure yeah yeah. You can learn a lot more, it's I think. It's a whole different ball game, But yeah, for we'll sure. definitely save that for a yeah, future episode. For sure. So I guess this kind of leads on to how we met. Like, how do we yeah. even know each other, Eva? I mean, we both knew of each other before we actually officially met. Because, yeah, I mean, how, how did you know who I was? I knew who you were through Twitter. Right. Because I know <laughs> you as the founder of V5 on Twitter. <laughs> like, you just had the most relatable tweets, like... I don't know, Love Island stuff and liking yeah. a Chinese on a Friday night and stuff. Oh. Just really relatable <laughs> things to me as a basic white girl. Well, I think the reason I kind of knew who you were is because of your YouTube. So Emily, Emily? I just called you Emily. <laughs> Emily. I mean, my name is Emily. <laughs> um, Cooper's just staring at me. <laughs> I knew of Emmy because of her YouTube channel. She actually didn't mention this part, but... Oh, yeah. I was a YouTuber. Yeah. It felt like forever ago. Yeah, a different lifetime. So... Amy had a YouTube channel that had like 60,000? 60,000. 60,000 subscribers. Mm -hmm. And she would go on all these crazy little trips to LA and I would sit and watch and be like, well, I want to be this girl. (laughs) 
so yeah she was living my dream but yeah that's kind of how i knew who emmy was i knew she was from edinburgh she lived well not from you lived here yeah are you from edinburgh would you say you're from edinburgh mm, no no where were you born aberdeen oh i'm an aberdeenian you really don't have the accent of i definitely don't <laughs> um the reason that we actually met, met and became friends well, yeah in person i messaged you i remember messaging you on the couch that you're sitting on right now oh my god i was um i saw that you posted a story that the place that you were working for was hiring internships uh-huh. so i messaged you asking for like any advice and if you would recommend yeah. And I remember thinking this whole time being like, oh God, she's going to tell them don't work with her. She's crazy. <laughs> no, I remember saying to my boss, saying like, you know, she knows what she's talking about. And I remember her agreeing, being like, yeah, her her CV looks really good. So yeah, but then go. that's how we actually officially met, like in yeah. person. And then yeah. regularly, like, weekly, we started seeing each other with work. Yeah. And then just... I mean, let's just kind of clarify that wasn't for a very long time. That was over the space of what? Six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really not a long time, but we just kind of, yeah, we remained friends and I'd say we probably got closer actually once we left. Once we left. Um, no, definitely, because yeah. immediately it was like we have the same brain. Yeah, we are very similar in a lot of ways. Mental health as well, which is something that we'll definitely For sure. touch Talk about. on. Yeah. Because that is a whole other inside thing in our lives (laughs) another Um, episode to come yeah um but yeah i'm trying to think that was yeah that's how we met that's how we met that's how we know Mm -hmm. each other basically job put us together but we've both known of each other through social media beforehand beforehand. which is usually the case yeah now here we are recording a podcast together with cooper (laughs) eating her little thing in the background (laughs) so that's how we met and then now we have this little podcast because Obviously, as Eva and I mentioned, we both have our own agencies. We've both been doing this ourselves for a little bit now. Yeah. Um, we are the talent managers, so this yeah. podcast is going to be all things about freelance working in the industry, influencers, but also getting to know us as the talent managers. Yeah, and also I think I kind of, behind, behind the Instagram mm-hmm. of a lot of the girls that we manage or are friends with, because I think we do kind of have we have a lot of people that would be really interested to kind of hear a bit more about their lives. Oh, for sure! Like the yeah. potential guests that you're going to hear this season <laughs> are going to be yeah, going to be really good. Yeah, I mean we're piped up now, so we're going to have to follow 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 through. Follow through, yeah. <laughs> so if you're listening out there and you're one of these yeah. people, <laughs> come on our pod. Yeah, you're already written down on our list to get <laughs> sitting here, so. But yeah, I mean, we've literally been speaking about this for such a long time and I feel like what has actually made us go ahead with it is me kind of going self-employed yeah. because we, when was, when did we start speaking about this? This was way before we were in London. Yeah, this was, he just go because before we, had, summer. we had the name that the talent managers, managers because that, you were going to be the talent manager. Yeah. yeah, so I was originally going to do this myself, but I think I kind of came to the conclusion that I didn't really want to do it whilst I was working for someone else because I didn't want to overshare or overstep mm-hmm. any mark so i feel like now is the right time to yeah actually and i was speak i was going to do a podcast myself but it wasn't yeah. going to be specifically just on yeah the influencer industry but i couldn't figure out what i wanted so yeah then so, when you became freelance we started speaking about it and we we're yeah. like we have so much to say yeah so much insight so much in our little brains yeah. that like we just need a place where we can chat shit I feel like people will be interested. I mean, we've already got a lot of questions of 
things that people want to know and there's things that we want to speak about oh i'm ready to like <laughs> spill the tea like yeah. show you yeah. the reality of what the industry is actually yeah. like like and everything you want to know yeah and like how things work i think one thing that people are so interested about is kind of rates payment how much do influencers make yeah so we'll definitely i think we'll probably make a whole episode on that but i think we're going to also touch on that today so we go into the questions yeah we uh as eva said we had some juicy questions sent over and we thought we'd sort of go through them in this first episode so we're gonna start off with the first one which i think is a pretty good one to start on and it is the number one piece of tough love advice you could give to people in the influencing industry so this is something that we say all the time and i think we actually also say it to each other in terms of our own socials for sure definitely hold each other accountable with this one because it's much easier said than done Uh so i think we we have discussed this question beforehand Mm -hmm. um and we would definitely both say that a piece of tough love advice is if you're not consistent you may as well not be doing this because especially now because the industry is so saturated you need to be posting often and i'm not meaning instagram i feel like people used to kind of post on instagram like every single day yeah whereas now it's like tiktok you need to be making like at least two to three tiktok today yeah i i guess it definitely depends on the platform yeah you're using because like for youtube if you want to be a serious youtuber and grow your socials on youtube if you're not posting one video a week Mm -hmm. consistently you're not going to get any subscribers like Mm -hmm. i always say the first a thousand on youtube is the hardest Mm -hmm. but the way to get that is consistency yeah so if you're posting consistently um the audience will come and then it just takes one piece of content to blow Mm -hmm. up with any algorithm tiktok instagram youtube so there really is no point in doing social media if you can't commit to posting consistently like that's the bare minimum the other thing i think tough love is like you need to kind of adapt to the platforms as well to oh, yeah. their changes. So Instagram, you need to be getting on reels. If you if you can't adapt and keep up with what the platform's asking you to do, you're going to die out. Yeah. So there's so many people that have been doing social media for 10 plus years that are mm-hmm. still going strong yeah. because they've been able to adapt their brands. Other people are still creating the same content mm-hmm. they did 5, 10 years ago and yeah. no one's really watching them anymore. No, and they kind of expect it still to work, but it's not going to work anymore. No. Um, also, shout out to Amy's talent, Becca. Oh, yeah. 100K. 100,000 subscribers. subscribers. Also, subscribers are not easy to gain, I would say. No, they're so hard. Yeah, because not everyone has a YouTube account these days. Everyone just, like... YouTube is, like, one of the hardest ones to grow up from nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, as I literally just said, the first 1,000 are the hardest. Mm-hmm. And then once you've got that, it just starts to slowly snowball. Yeah. That's what happened for Becca. Becca has been posting every single week yeah. for the last, like, two, three years. And she's got 100,000 now. Yeah. And she works a nine-to-five, like, crazy. five days a week. But that girl never misses an upload yeah. like she is consistent and that is why she uh, has such great and also growth. her editing is very like insane it's insane and it's it's aesthetically yeah pleasing. it's so aesthetically pleasing and it's it's not as if she just does it quickly i feel like i feel like she she spends, spends the time. time like when yeah. we say consistency we don't mean like just put anything out for the sake of it like you still need to be producing high quality content yeah but there's almost like a a scale like 
it doesn't have to be the most perfect thing. This is what I always tell Eva. Mm -hmm. It does not matter how perfect to the second your video is because she is such a perfectionist Mm -hmm. and will keep rewatching and being like, oh, it's not good enough or I need to add this (laughs) or I need to edit more. And I'm like, no, it's great. Like, you are your worst critic. Yeah. So make something, make something good and then just watch it. Don't be too self-critical and post it. Yeah. Otherwise, you're never going to post because yeah. it's never going to be perfect. You learn as you yeah. do and you grow and progress. At the same time, I would say it still needs to be of some standard of quality because... Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, you need to be proud of it. Yeah. But you are a perfectionist. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I take it too far. For sure. Yeah. Because then you won't post for, like, three months. But I have a whole collection of vlogs that you've filmed <laughs> that are amazing. <laughs> yeah, they're just sat in my WhatsApp. Yeah. <laughs> but... You know, it was literally a month ago that I posted the video from when we were in London, the vlog from when we were in London. Shut up. I know, and I, I haven't posted anything else, so, yeah. <laughs> we need to change But we that. have other things that we're doing, so it's fine. But, yeah, I mean, if that's what you want to do, if you're like, I want to be an influencer, I want to be a blogger, I want to be a YouTuber, consistency. And we know people that are very consistent. And don't get me wrong, we're not sitting here being like, you need to use your 24 hours in a day, that whole <laughs> that whole thing, because absolutely, like, we all have to work. We we all have jobs, we all go to uni, we all work, etc. That's why it's so important to set up a realistic schedule for yeah. yourself. Like, yeah. one video a week mm-hmm. or, like, TikToks. How long realistically does it take you to take a TikTok video or an Instagram photo? Yeah. Like, bulk film and edit in yeah. advance. Like, so many people plan their Instagram feeds in advance to have yeah. a week of content that they shoot on one day. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Like, my friend Holly, shout Holly Mayland. She is insane um, in terms of the quality of her content and how she will plan like two weeks in advance, her and Beth. They'll just go and batch shoot and they'll have a, a feed for like a couple of weeks sometimes. And that's that's how they're so consistent and yeah. able to, to yeah, do they it. Yeah, they like, most days. It's like work smarter, not harder. Yeah, that's how me and Amy live our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, We literally. do often take shortcuts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which Quite is, often. Yeah. But I mean... Not saying that what we do is rubbish, because what we do is, is really good, actually, I yeah. think. But in terms of, like, school, uni. Yep. Work smarter, not harder. But that, I mean, we say that, right? Mm-hmm. But we put so much effort into what we do, always. Yeah. So I feel like that's just... We're just telling ourselves that we don't work <laughs> hard. We work really hard. We, no, we work very hard, and the quality of work is still up to yeah, standard. standard. Absolutely. But, you know, there's there's ways of going about things and things to make it a bit easier so that you're not burning out yeah like I just think making realistic goals Mm -hmm. to stay consistent and giving yourself enough time to actually produce the quality of work you want you're set yeah as long as you've done it kind of in advance of things yeah you've got it you can do it for sure yeah you go girl (laughs) okay okay question number two how to get started and how to grow Obviously, I think that like this will be an entire episode on itself because we could talk so much about yeah. this. But I think it kind of ties into the first question. What you said, but being consistent. Yeah. yeah, I also think like you definitely just need to have a bit more of a backbone. People are so scared to get started because they're scared of what other people think or are gonna say, mm-hmm. and you're never really going to get over that fear. I just say fake yeah. it till you make it. So yeah. many of these little, like, YOLO slogans we're using yeah. right now in this episode, but yeah. that's that's literally it. Like, you do just, just... You just have to get started. You just have to do it. You have to forget that people are going to have their own opinions and thoughts. Yeah. What other people think of you is none of your business. Yeah. Just 
do what you love start creating that content be consistent Mm -hmm. and you will start to grow yeah and I think as well if anyone has something negative to say about what you're doing then they have an issue with themselves they're insecure in themselves they're a lot of the time things do come from jealousy to be honest if someone is intimidated by you they're going to talk shit about you Mm -hmm. for sure don't we know that (laughs) so there you go all right question number three the most annoying question you get asked as a talent manager what's yours because i don't mind is this are we going as like questions from our talent or just like questions in general from outside people i was thinking questions from other people okay so when people find out that you're a talent manager what's the most annoying question they ask you so you go into get your nails done by someone you don't know and you tell them what your job is and they're like oh what question is annoying that they would ask you i absolutely know mine straight away right you go with yours then so how much do influencers make that is such a difficult question to answer because first thing i'll say a lot (laughs) (laughs) um I mean, depending on their size, scale, depending on how good a negotiator their manager is as well. Oh, yeah. But it's a difficult question to answer. And I think that, like, influencers, when they get asked that question as well, I'm sure they are probably like, oh, God, it it depends. Yeah. They could get paid thousands for something and make loads one month. And the next month, they could make, like, £300. Yeah. I mean, realistically, not £300. They're still going to make more than that. Yeah, but we, know, know what I mean? we know so many big influencers that have done so many large campaigns that are now yeah. not getting any work. And there's a lot of elements to it. I mean, like time of year is a big oh, one. Oh, for sure. Like end of year is usually massive because... Black Friday. Yeah, brands have big budgets for Black Friday and Christmas. So then by the time February rolls around... <laughs> January and February. The driest months of the year. Yeah, very rough. Yeah. So... Yeah, you're also from like a talent manager's perspective when you're sorting out payments and like thinking about well at least I do with thinking mm-hmm. about my girl's monthly income mm-hmm. when I know what months are going to be busier than others how much do they need to survive because mm-hmm. if they're full-time they need to pay their rent their bills their council yeah. tax and live off it like mm-hmm. yeah they're making this money but they're still going towards the same stuff that it goes for others so yeah. how much do they need to survive and if mm-hmm. I think they're only going to get 300 one month and they need three times the amount of that mm-hmm. then it's like you need to be prepared and plan yeah. in advance I think it's like I think that's really nice that you have that kind of thought process mm-hmm. and I do as well you're like some people would think it wouldn't be their responsibility to make yeah. sure the bills are met the budget's met <laughs> that's like you the know? number one thought on my brain when it comes to money <laughs> yeah like some people wouldn't really take that into account but I think that's also the kind of personal relationship that you kind of build with your talent it's like you want to make sure that they're doing the best that they can possibly do and they're not going to be short for cash I mean I think every kind of influencer blogger content creator they have to be kind of prepared for for example a brand to be late on their payment and then you you can't give them oh i don't know, I know about that Jesus. i know it's really annoying isn't it yeah there's so much we can like talk about and go into when it comes to mm-hmm. money and that but there's also like some brands have nda so you legally yeah. cannot disclose how much we'll someone gets paid thing, yeah. and then like brand transparency and all, yeah all that like there's there's so much that goes into it yeah so sometimes yeah you actually can't disclose how much someone is being paid or something which is fair enough it's none of anybody else's business I think the only kind of problem with that is you know someone might be getting paid so much for something mm-hmm. and the other person's getting mm-hmm. about a quarter yeah of that it's a it's a dog eat dog world is that the same yeah 
Yeah. It for sure is, isn't, isn't it, Cooper? Cooper? <laughs> She's looking at you like... Can you speak? <laughs> okay. This is probably the one time in her life that she's been quiet for like... Yeah. What were we saying? <laughs> I think that's as much as we can say on that without making it into a full episode. I think that'll be something that we can have a full discussion about. Yeah. And even speak to some of our talent about that as well if they want mm-hmm. to come on and speak about it. Yeah, we've got one more question that we're going to go yeah. over. And that is, what job or industry would we work in if we weren't talent managers? Okay, do you want to go first? Because I'm going to ramble on. I, do you know? Well, the thing is, I did... This is my whole thing that I said. Like, I did photography, graphic design, and yeah. PR, mm-hmm. and three different degrees at uni. And yeah. I thought at one point I would go into any of them. Thought yeah. I was going to be a photographer. Thought I was going to be a graphic designer. I mean, technically, I am in PR now. I'm a talent you do, manager. So but I, you do all those things. I do all those things, yeah. Like, I... Literally, I made the graphics for this podcast. Yeah. Um, and I still do graphic design with my little Pepper Peach illustrations. And you do photography. So like, I do all of that now. So I don't know what like, it's okay. This sounds really like sad, Mm -hmm. but everyone would. I'd always see in movies and TV shows and just hear people talking about how they would hate to work in a little cubicle, working in nine to five. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're always like, oh, I want more. Mm-hmm. There's more adventure out there. Like, I don't want to be stuck, tied down yeah. to that. My dream was always to work in an office like that. To right. work, like, in a big building, mm-hmm. nine to five, have my own little mm-hmm. office area, cubicle and desk and, like, work with a team. Mm-hmm. That was always my Right. Like, I always loved the yeah. idea of that. Uh-huh. What I would be doing in there, no idea. Like, I still have that kind of dream, but it will be my own office. Yeah. But I, I thought it would be something like marketing or mm-hmm. like something still rel- something creative or yeah, something absolutely. in business. I suppose that's good. I think there's so many things that you can really go and do, though, that kind of branch off of the degrees that you've done. Yeah. You've got a lot of options, but I feel like you're you're very much suited to what you're doing and the thing is I was actually thinking to mention this I feel like it is literally just our personality Mm -hmm. to be one in control yeah for sure (laughs) and two to manage people yeah and to organize things for people yeah because we are that person people we are those people how, in, how many times have I met someone and made a Google Calendar for them or something to help them? I know. <laughs> like, but in terms of, like, organising dinners, you are the only person that I know in my life that will take control of organising a dinner or organising a trip. Yeah. The, that trip we went on to London, that is the only time someone else has booked our train and our hotel. All of that. When I go anywhere with my friends, like, my whole life, I have been, like, the mother yeah. of the group. And that sound, that makes me sound so boring. <laughs> I am quite boring. No, I'm not boring, but like I am like you're the same, I feel like. Like we're the ones that will it's just in our blood to be Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, what for anyone that's interested in astrology, I don't know anything about astrology. I'm a Virgo and I feel like I'm very much typical Virgo. Virgo. What what's your sign? I'm a Pisces. Okay, are they known for being like this? Because I'm like uh, I was I surprised know. that we weren't the same sign. Yeah. Because we do have the very same traits, but we might have the same sun rising or moon rising. I don't 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 know any of that. So if you do, please let us know. Yeah. But yeah, please do let us know. Yeah, you are literally like, we're both the the mom in a lot of situations. So yeah, I mean, the thing is, we've just, I feel like that's just what we're just like. So I feel like that's why it's perfect for us. Yeah, what would you do? I mean, I think you're going to come up with like something that's like completely... Oh, it is. 
completely it's wildly different. different first i want to ask you like when you were younger what what was your dream job like when you were like i'd be know. a stay-at-home mum really yeah that's my idea of hell <laughs> but see this is where we're different yeah but at the same time i well yeah i suppose you are like maternal in the way that you would actually have children well, my mum was a mum of four. Oh yeah but i'm an only child there yeah, you go i know you're the only or only child that i like because you don't have only child syndrome no but i also do um <laughs> no but we're both eldest daughter yes and i'm only daughter only child but i think that that is probably quite a big maybe element of why we are the way that we are your family are also nice if you're all listening to this you're all just so lovely i mean i've only the only sibling i've not met is your youngest brother yeah who's older than me yeah that's (laughs) that's, that's funny um but i mean i love your sister and your brother we we met in glasgow yeah he's lovely and he's very cool yeah yeah they're all very interesting we're all all completely different yeah but at the same time i feel like you all have the same nice nature i know i mean and your your parents seem the same i mean very just (laughs) giving and warm yeah (laughs) right back on track to what i was gonna say okay so you said when you're younger you wanted to be a stay-at-home mum, basically what was yours so i'm gonna take you on a bit of a a roller coaster here really go into depth about me let's go for it when i was young i wanted to be a singer can you sing i mean <gasps> I, i'm not gonna say i can't sing because i used to actually record myself singing and post on instagram funny story i'll tell oh you my a God, funny I need to story see right these. now no they're probably quite bad but i would be like five or six this mm-hmm. this this microphone i used to sing into these have been about for a long time anyway <laughs> anyway i'm talking when i was like summary yeah. yeah so like funny story sorry this is totally off track but when i was 13 or 14 i had sent my friends a video of me singing mm-hmm. i fell out with my friends one of the girls posted like or no sent into a group chat sent the vid- the thing of me singing into a group chat right do you know what i did i posted it on my instagram yeah i was like well you, you can't embarrass me yeah because i'm not embarrassed so i'm posting this on my instagram i love that so <laughs> <laughs> that's just very me that wasn't it yeah but anyway i wanted to be a singer I wanted to be an actress. I loved like mu- Disney musical films. I oh, loved wow. Disney Channel. I no. I, you, do you remember Lazy Town? Yeah. You know, like. Did you audition for Lazy Town? I sent them a video. <laughs> no, listen. I literally had a pink wig. I told my dance teacher. Yeah. And dancing, I was like, "We're doing like <laughs> Lazy Town. Like, I need to be Stephanie." Yeah. So we all had these like pink wigs on, little Stephanie outfits from Lazy Town. I don't know where I went with this. I wanted to be a dancer, I wanted to be a singer, I wanted to be an actress, right? Then I kind of changed a bit and I really got into like technology. Yeah. So I was like, I love cameras. Mm-hmm. I would film, like before room tours were even a thing, I would literally Same. go on holiday and film a room, like a, a hotel room tour. I got into tech and I loved, I basically wanted to get rid of like all my old shit. So then I started selling my old toys because mm-hmm. I was yeah i told my old toys i organized this whole day people to like sell their own shit like carpet so basically yeah i loved the apprentice anyway that's what i'm trying to explain i got into tech and business and you know a young entrepreneur right if i wasn't working in like business at all like any sort of business mm-hmm. you know marketing i would work in politics but see <laughs> this is what i was gonna say i was gonna be like i thought you were going down the route of oh, oh, i'd be in like 
business I'd be the next like Alan Sugar or like something like that but I swear that you would do something like politics or law or something like that. Well yeah because basically when I was in school I actually got a C at National Five Business. I got an A in higher modern studies, an A in higher English, an A in higher RPS and I got a C in media. So how does this make sense? Yeah. How does that make sense? I'm not blaming myself for that because it wasn't my fault that I did so badly but anyway yeah I'd work in politics See, that's purely so boring I'm interested. to me. But the thing is, right, what kind of changed my mind was lockdown. Okay. Because I was like, you know what? I can't handle that. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, I'm not saying I would have wanted to be the next First Minister, but <laughs> I mean, like, I wanted to, like, work in, like, I wanted to be an MP or something. That's, like, so different. Yeah. For, like, us. Yeah. Like, I know. so not anything that I would class as like creative this is something else like I feel like I have a real conflict of thought sometimes when it comes to the industry because there's a lot of things I just think are so wrong yeah a lot of things with a lot of brands that are just wrong yeah and then sometimes I do feel guilty for working with certain certain people yeah but but that that's also another layer of like what it's like being a talent manager in the industry because especially if you have clients Mm -hmm. who have different beliefs to you yeah I mean I'm excited for what's to come I feel like we have a lot to discuss which you can probably tell so far oh yeah we have so much but yeah. also, like, we also want to know what you guys want to hear you want to see talk about. you want to hear, yeah. We have um, uh, Instagram for the pod. If yeah. you haven't come from there, then go check it out. It is Talent Managers Podcast. Yeah. And we do have a little questions box and stuff up there on our story. So mm-hmm. definitely send us a message or an email with anything you want us to discuss. All right. So I think that now is a good place to wrap up yes. this first episode. I think we have talked so much and I hope you guys have, you know, found out a bit more about who we are and what this podcast is going to entail. Yeah, I really hope that nobody takes anything that we've said the wrong way either because it's also lighthearted. Yeah, take everything with a grain of salt. Like, we're just giving our own opinions. Perspectives, perspectives and opinions. Yeah. Like, just talking about our own experience, and I don't know about you, but I have myself am quite blunt. Like, I just say well, say things how they are or how I see them, but I don't expect everyone to Agreed. take it the same. So, yeah. you know, uh-huh. we're just here talking about us and our experiences, yeah. so just keep that in mind. Yeah, for sure. We're not telling you how exactly you should do it and yeah. how it should be. And I think as well, just for future episodes as well, what we think works might not work for you. Yeah. We will speak to you soon. Maybe sooner rather than later. Oh, yeah. Bye. (laughs) Bye.